0: But man, what a great morning. We're just going to continue with it uh, this morning, get right into the Word. And uh, we, I said last week as we, as we introduced our new series on Esther that we're going to be taking a break from that today as we have our kids in here with us. We'll be picking up with that next week, really excited. But for this morning, um, I asked Rachel when we were talking about Family Sunday and the kids were going to be in here, I said, well, you know, tell me some things that they ask you, you know, that might be off script, not necessarily part of what you're teaching, but what are some questions that you hear over and over from your kids? And one of the questions that she said that she hears a lot is, why does God allow bad things to happen? I thought, that's a great question. And not only is that a great question for kids to ask, but listen, that's something that adults ask all the time. As a matter of fact, if you Google that very question, you will come up with all sorts of different answers from all different sorts of people. It's a little dangerous. Don't necessarily recommend it. But uh, it's out there, that question of why does God allow bad things to happen is, is just, I would almost say it is a fork in the road moment for a lot of adults. They get to the point where it's, it's, I can't make this decision because I don't understand the answer to this question. And so rather than following Jesus, giving their life over to Jesus, they don't because they can't wrap their brain around how can God, if he exists, allow bad things to happen? And this question ultimately comes down to what I believe is two things. And the first one is trust. We have to trust that God is who he says he is. And God says that he is a good God. So we have to trust in that truth that God says about himself. And the second part is submission. We have to submit to the authority of God and, and in that our lack of understanding as to why things happen. Because we can, we can talk about this all day, but the truth of the matter is, we're never going to get told every answer to the questions that we have. We can ask all sorts of questions, and there's things that God will answer, but there's some things that He just doesn't answer as much as we want Him to. Okay, and, and, and so as we, as we consider this question, why does God allow bad things to happen? I'm going to say this, asking that question is asking the wrong question. Okay, When you ask that, or when I ask that, we are asking the wrong question. And I'm going to tell us what the the right question is in just a second. But I want to preface it all with Romans 3.23, which says that we have all sinned, right? Every one of us has sinned, and we fall short of God's glorious standard. Okay, all of us have sinned, we've all messed up, and we've fallen short of God's glorious standard. And when we approach God and even reject God because we ask the question, why does God allow bad things to happen? And we say, no, I can't believe in God like that. What we are actually doing is we are flipping the script of Romans three twenty three, and we're saying God has sinned and he has fallen short of my glorious standard. We say, I have a standard here and God hasn't met it. He's not. He's not as good as I see good. And so therefore I reject him because he has messed up. Y'all, that is dangerous. That is arrogant. And that it, listen, I do it myself something, you know, we we get and we all of a sudden we we come back to ourselves and remember who God is. But it drives me crazy. When the world does this and and actually says God doesn't meet our glorious standards. Can you I mean just it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But when we when we claim that God isn't good, that's what we're saying about that verse. But in reality, in reality, the truth is that we are the ones that have sinned, and we are the ones that have fallen short of his glorious standard. So the question that we should be asking is not why does God allow bad things to happen? But check this out why did God allow me to happen? Why did God allow me to happen? Because as we are born, before we know Jesus, we are at our core. We are what? We're sinners. We are bad, right? We, th- we are the ones that make mistakes. We are the ones that make bad choices. We are the ones that get ourselves into trouble. And so if we're asking why does God allow bad things to happen and we are bad, then why did God allow me to happen? Spoiler alert. I'm going to tell you all right now. We're not going to wait till the end. Why? Because he loves you Amen. so much. He loves you so much. And listen, the road to getting where I am at right now, as as we are in church this morning, and I'm standing on the stage preaching this sermon, it was not an easy road. It was not an easy road. And there were times where I wanted to say, God, why are you allowing this bad thing to happen to me? But there's a difference between bad and hard. All right? Hard things we can go through, but then when we get through them, we look back and we say, God, thank you for that hard season because now I can tell you all at the same time that because of those hard things, that is why I am up here, the lessons that I learned, because of it. Was it hard? Absolutely. Do I want to live through it again? No. But it wasn't bad. It was hard. It was hard, but there was a purpose in it. Was God bad in it? No. No. Was he teaching me and growing me and refining me? Yes. Will he have to do it again? Unfortunately, yes. Because I am not a finished product and none of us in here are. But let's not confuse bad with hard. Does he teach us things? Yes. Is he a bad God? No. During this process, I kept going back to this verse that I've kind of just, it's become part of, you know, my prayer language my my prayer time, all the time. And it's Psalms 139, 23, and 24. Search me, God. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. I'm going to read that again, and I want to emphasize some words in here. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. You see what David is saying here, who the, who the focus is on? It's on him. And so as we walk with the Lord and we see, you know, we, we want to ask that question, why do bad things happen? The, the problem with that question is the focus is all out there. Right? God, why would you allow those bad things to happen out there? And we never consider at all the bad things that are happening in here. Well, James, I'm not that bad. I mess up a little bit, but I'm not that bad. So let's put all of the focus out there. But listen, y'all, let's be honest. We got 8 billion people on this planet. If everyone is just a little bad, that's going to add up to a lot of bad. I had, I had lunch with, uh, with John this week, and he, he's a retired police officer. We don't mind me saying this. And uh, he said, look, if everyone just did what they were supposed to do, I would have been out of a job. So, yeah, me too. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to think. Like, how good of a preacher should I be right now? <laughs> I should just dial it back a little bit uh, you know y'all just keep it no i'm just kidding uh, job security but look if we if if everyone did you know there wouldn't but the problem is look we we do we we mess up in most of the times it's because we are con- so concerned with how everyone else is acting bad that we forget to say god search me search my heart See if there is any offensive way in me, in those hard times. Listen, what I, I, what I learned so much in the hard times that led me here, and I will continue to learn, is the first one is self-awareness. James, look in the mirror. Forget about all that other stuff. What is God doing in you in this moment? How are you growing in this moment? Stop blaming everything else on all, all the other circumstances, right? God, what are you doing in me? How can I grow so that I don't have to stay here for the rest of my life? I would like to learn the lesson and move on, please. And the other thing that I learned through asking myself that is empathy for other people. Because when you start searching your own heart and seeing the things that you need to work on, suddenly the people around you that have driven you crazy and all this stuff, all of a sudden you're like, "Well, wait a second, I wonder what's going on in their heart too. And we can start to empathize and pray for other people. But if we never pray that prayer, search me, oh God, search me, search me, then we will never get to the end of the prayer, which says, and lead me in the way everlasting. And that's the hope. That's the promise. God, search my heart, test me, and then lead me in the way everlasting. So it's not just search me and make me feel terrible about myself and and, and expose all the sin in my life and beat me down. No, 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 no. Search me in that so that I can come to you, repent, give it to you, and then we can go on our way. The way everlasting, the eternal way, the way with you. But, it, it, but that comes from searching me, searching my heart. Are we looking at ourselves or are we just saying, God, what is wrong with everybody else? So we start in Romans 3.23, for we all have sinned and fallen short of God's glorious standard, but it goes to Romans 3.24. There is another verse. Yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. God allowed us to happen. Bad people to happen. We created the bad things. But because he is a good God, he sent Jesus to save us from ourselves. God is a good God. We have an incredible ability to take credit for the things that God does and blame Him for the things that we do. We're awesome at it. God, why would you do that? Why would you do that? I got a promotion. I'm amazing. (laughs) Right? (laughs) We blame Him for the things that we do and we take credit for the things that He does. And we're great at it. And it's so backwards. I want to look in Genesis chapter 2 really quick. Let's go all the way back to the beginning where all of this started. We'll start in verse 7. It says, Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. Then the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he placed the man he had made. The Lord God made all sorts of trees grow up from the ground, trees that were beautiful and that produced delicious fruit. In the middle of the garden, he placed the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Verse 15, the Lord God placed the man in the garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord God warned him, you may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. See, the truth is, God's intention was for there never to be a world with bad things. He created a perfect utopian place for us to live and commune with Him. But in doing so, as creating us as living people. That's key there. As He created us to be living people. He honored our creation by giving us the freedom to choose. Because if He didn't create us to be living people, then there would be no choice, and it would say living robots, right? Or living zombies. But He said living people. And so he had to, in order to honor that creation, give us a choice. And so there's this tree in the garden that is there. It is not barricaded. It is not sectioned off with guards saying, don't come any closer. It's there. It's there. And a bad thing happened. Sin was introduced into the world. And with that, more and more bad things. And it's just been snowballing ever since. But There was a very significant thing that happened between then and now. And as we discuss that, I want to ask the band to come on back up this morning. God doesn't allow bad things to happen. But he did allow one very bad thing to happen. But it changed the course of history forever. And it's written about in Luke 23, verse 26. As they led Jesus away, a man named Simon, who was from Cyrene, happened to be coming in from the countryside. The soldiers seized him and put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A large crowd trailed behind, including many grief-stricken women. But Jesus turned and said to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, don't weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For the days are coming when they will say, Fortunate indeed are the women who are childless, the wombs that have not born a child. And the that have never nursed. People will beg, uh, will beg the mountains, fall on us, and plead with the hills, bury us. For these things are done when the tree is green. What will happen when it is dry? Two others, both criminals, were led out to be executed with him. When they came to the place called the Skull, they nailed him to the cross, and the criminals were also crucified. One on his right and one on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. And the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. The crowd watched and the leaders scoffed. He saved others, they said. Let him save himself if he is really God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers mocked him too by offering him a drink of sour wine. They called out to him, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. A sign was fastened above him with these words, this is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals hanging beside him scoffed, so you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself and us too. While you're at it But the other criminal protested Don't you fear God Even when you have been sentenced to die We deserve to die for our crimes But this man hasn't done anything wrong And he said Jesus remember me When you come into your kingdom And Jesus replied I assure you Today you will be with me In paradise By this time it was about noon And darkness fell across the whole land Until three o'clock The light from the sun was gone And suddenly the curtain In the sanctuary of the temple Was torn down in the middle then Jesus shouted, Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands. And with those words, he breathes his last. So we, here we have God in his goodness, and his goodness sending Jesus to die for bad people who would continue to do bad things and then blame him for it we actually have the gall to say, no, God, I'm not going to believe in you. I'm not going to serve you or follow you because you allow bad things to happen. God allowed one bad thing to happen. He sent his son to die after living a perfect life so that we as bad people, could believe in him and have mornings just like this where we go in the tub we go down someone old and we come out someone brand new we are where we are not a bad person anymore but we are forgiven we are justified by faith and we are a new creation in Christ Jesus and so no God does not allow bad things to happen he allows eternally good things to happen every single day And it is our job to go into the world and remind the world of God's goodness. God allows good things to happen. He works on our behalf. He intercedes on our behalf. And he is coming back again for us. And in the meantime, we worship his goodness because he allowed us to happen. He allowed us to happen. The interesting thing is, you know, if if we want to see a not bad world, that means we can't be in it. You know? If we want to see a perfect world, then we can't exist anymore. And I don't know about y'all, but I don't want that trade-off. I don't want that trade-off. I want Jesus. I want Jesus. You know, we baptized this morning saw people make that proclamation of faith, and it's awesome, every time, it's so awesome. I love it, I love it. But I wanna ask us this morning, if there's anyone in here who's never made that decision. Maybe you've been walking around asking the exact same question. God, I don't get it. I see all this stuff going on in the world, and it's so bad. Why would you allow it? Because he's given us the freedom to choose. A lot of times we make dumb decisions, doesn't mean that he does not love us, that he is not for us, and that Jesus' death on the cross was not for us, even now today. So if that is you in this moment this morning, and you've been looking out there and never looked in here, this is your moment to say, search me, God. Search me. Test my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive thing in me, God, and lead me in your way everlasting. I'm done trying myself thank you for sending your son. If that's you this morning, we just want to take a moment and allow you to ask God into your heart. Our very good God. There's no, again, I say this all the time, there's no perfect prayer for it. You just have to believe. And once you believe, you know. Let's stand up this morning. And as we do, I just want to give that space as we enter into worship. If that's you, just bow your head at where you're at. You know what? Actually, this morning we're gonna—we're just gonna pray. Um, we need to just pray. Thank you, Jesus. Would y'all just repeat this after me? All of us in here, if you—if you love Jesus and you've been walking with Him for a while, or just repeat this after me. Join with us all together. And if this is your first time. Pray along this morning and have your life changed and experience that good God. Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the son of God. And I believe that you are a good God. I believe that you died on the cross for me. And right now I ask you to come into my heart and to be Lord of my life. Forgive me of my sins. I believe, in Jesus' name, amen. Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you are a good God and forgive us, Father, of forgetting that sometimes, of looking everywhere else but you. And God, for thinking for even just a moment that you don't live up to our good standards. But God, your standards are so much higher You're so much higher, and that's why you sent Jesus. That's why you are a good God, because your standards are so high. You had to send Jesus so that we could come to you, but you did, but you did. And for that, you are not just good, but you are great, and you are loving, and you are patient, and you are kind. We get to know you. We get to know goodness. We get to taste and see that you are good. And God, though in our entire lives as we walk with you, it is just a taste. We are going to know the fullness of your goodness when we come home to heaven with you. Hallelujah. Thank you for that, Lord Jesus. Father, I pray right now that you would search our hearts. Search our hearts, Father. Search me, O God. Search me, O God. See if there's anything offensive in me, Lord, and lead us all in the way everlasting. Yes, Father, we give it to you right now, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for your goodness. God, I speak goodness over those in here who have been having a really hard time just wrapping their brain. It's like they know that you're good, but man, when are we gonna see it, God? I know, how long, oh Lord, how long? know there's those in there, Father, that have been saying that, that have been walking it out. How long, oh Lord? How long? But, but we will put our trust in you for you have saved us. So Father, I pray for those right now that are struggling seeing your goodness, that are struggling wanting to see it, believing it, but just having a really hard time, just having a really hard time. God, I pray that you would remind them in this moment right now that one, they are not forgotten, that you have not turned your back on them, that you don't hear their their prayers and their cries or count every tear. But God, that you are with them. You are with them right where they are at and that you are a good God. And though it is hard, they're gonna see the purpose in it when they are through it. Thank you, Jesus. God, give them courage, give them strength to run the race with perseverance. Let them not give up in Jesus' name. Father, for those that are ready to give up, God, I pray that you would give them strength right now in Jesus' name. Don't give up. I feel like the Lord is saying, don't give up. Be reminded of who he is. He is good and he loves you and he is for you. Don't give up on him. He hasn't given up on you. Thank you, Jesus. Give him strength right now, Father. Father. Give them strength right now and let them release their cares and their concerns to you fully and completely. Hallelujah. I know there's some of us in here that that are feeling that way and that need that. Listen, y'all. He hasn't given up on you. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. He is a good God. Let's worship that good God right now.